Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Stone Genius. My name's Ro, I'm The Stone Genius. You know me, I'm often stoned, I'm always a genius. Hey everyone, thanks for joining the podcast on whatever day this is. Who that was was Harry Bodley Scott. Time of Our Lives is the name of the song. I am excited. Harry will be a guest on the show upcoming. He lives in Europe. Um, I do not. So our schedule is trying to email back and forth. Some can be a little slow on responses. Generally, that's me, not him. It's me, not him. Uh, so my responses are slow. So we're, we're going to nail down a time that we can have Harry on. We're going to talk about new music. We're going to talk about him being a Smarty McSmarty Pants. I met Harry through the International High IQ Society or the Society. So Harry, I'm a 136. Um, Harry is a 143, I believe. I learned at some point, uh, which puts me in the like top 1.1%. Harry's in the top 0.1%. Uh, so I would be considered a dum-dum next to him. Um, I am a dum-dum next to many of the people in that society. So be that as it may. Anyway, uh, I wanted to play a little of his music. I am so excited. I had asked Harry to be on the program a long time ago. Uh, it was totally me. I got lost. I finally was able to reach out again. Um, so I, I'm super excited uh, to have Harry uh, on the program soon. Man, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, Tim Lytle will be back on. Um, he wrote, directed... Uh, and produce the movie Man Baby. Hold on, I got something for that. There we go. So I will tell Tim that after watching, I watched Man Baby first, I interviewed him the first time when we talked about it, and after I talked to him and kind of digested our conversation, I had a much better appreciation for the movie. So I came up with the brilliant idea of every time he finds out that someone has watched the movie, he will arrive at their house if that's okay, and then or call them on the phone. I think it'd be more personable if he went in person to each viewer's house, and then he was able to just talk with them because I I do think that after knowing more of the background and thing and just meeting t or talking to Tim, I think everyone will come with a much better appreciation for that movie, uh, or maybe not. I I I did come away with a bet. And we're going to talk about, we may have some Hollywood gossip that we may be breaking or just regurgitating. I don't know which one of those. Uh, we're going to talk about, I have proffered up a couple of movies. Um, ones that I have talked about here on the program before, Shark Side of the Moon and uh, Moonfall. Uh, the common theme is Moon. It plays a big role in both. One uh, has sharks on it, and the other one has Halle Berry on it. Now, you would think Halle Berry over... God, I wish I could say CGI, but I want to say they're just guys in big shark costumes. Like, 
The Super Bowl had those sharks in it a few years ago. I think it was Katy Perry. I'm not sure, but I think they used those. They just used those two suits, stretched the head out to turn it from a regular shark into a hammerhead shark. Oh my gosh! I the kudos I give Shark Side of the Moon is I really want to meet the the producer because that person is a salesperson. I mean, going and drumming up money to actually now that I think about it, because I thought Moonfall was so horrible, maybe that was a better because it was a lot more money. The and I don't know what the budget of Shark Side of the Moon was. The best I could find was ten thousand dollars. Please tell me it cost more than that. Please. Um, because if it didn't, then that is an amazing, an Academy Award worthy film. If that was done for $10,000. I mean, just the shark costumes alone look like they were 10 grand a piece. Um, I would, it's on Tubi for free. It's a Tubi original movie. If you have not watched it. Okay. So there are a lot of stoners that listen to this show. Thank you very much. Um, Watch the movie. You will enjoy it. Uh, you may not enjoy it, but you'll enjoy it. And if you're not a stoner, you don't know what that means. If you are, then you'll you'll understand that. Um, for this this McSmarty Pants, the the uh, the the genie genies, the 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 society people, the the Harry Bodley Scots of the world. Um, uh, uh, I would say watch it, but just remember, it's about sharks on the moon. Our moon that does not have water, mind you. I, I'm going to have to watch it again. Oh, my gosh. See, and I may appreciate it more. Now, if we could have man babies on the dark side of the moon. Oh, my God. Could so here's the other thing is Tim somehow knows the star of Shark Side of the Moon. Say what? Yeah. I mean, how amazing is that? I want to talk to them. I mean, because I do sometimes I've wondered why people read a script and say okay with that. I I don't have any question about that. There would be a thousand reasons for me to do this movie. And none of those thousand reasons would be money. I'm just saying. Uh, so Tim's going to be on the show. Uh, we're also going to have Rick Ross. Not that Rick Ross. Um, Rick Ross uh, from Kansas City. Tina's Food Truck. Uh, nope. that's I know that's not the official name. It's Tina's. Hold on. Tina's Trucks. I have his card right here. Tina's Trucks Designer Cuisine. So Rick B. Ross, because not... Rick Ross, the rap mogul. Although, I've known Rick for quite some time, Rick B. Ross. And if he wanted to be a rap mogul, he definitely could be a rap mogul. I'm just saying. Uh, although, I think it's probably late in the game. If he hasn't already achieved rap mogul uh, status yet, I don't think mid-50s for a white guy would be the most opportune time to make that transition from like Tina's designer foods, uh, Tina's trucks to rap mogul. 
Although I could see doing a rap song on Tina's trucks while eating gourmet designer food. That would be pretty amazing. Uh, they'll be on. I am going to have a real estate agent on who sells real estate overseas. Uh, first question out of my mouth. Do you sell land in a non-extradition country? Asking for a friend. Um, and then also they, they do, uh, I have had real estate agents on before, and I've mentioned this, that they sell real estate just like Bridget does, but Bridget will be talking about, also does uh, properties. So like new home development. Uh, so I haven't heard about that. And I, I figured there has to be something different than the other thing. I had no idea. And I know this is show 186. If you're listening to them in order, which I know some of you team are listening to them in order. So for you that are listening to them in order, it should come as a surprise that 180 plus shows in and the number of shows I've actually done with or about real estate that I'm still learning new things. Uh, I didn't say that they were interesting things. I said they were new things to me. Uh, let's see. Do I have any notes? I think I did have notes for this show. Um, actually, I may have talked about some of these. Yeah. Uh, so uh, last episode, once again, if you're listening chronologically, that would be episode 185. If you're listening chronologically, then you know in the last show I had Daniel and we talked about drugs and fat people. Um, that has uh, gotten a lot of play, a lot of response to it. So a very popular episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Then you're not listening in chronological order and I should... Hold on. What a... No, I, I need a... Bo Are any of these booze? Let's see. It's not a tumor. Nope. Because I'm a genius. Yeah. It's the greatest moment of my life. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, I mentioned this last time, and I had to listen to it again. Or I mentioned this on a previous show, that I was... I, w I, I was questioning LL Cool J's streak cred when in Mama said knock you out. He said the gun went blow. Not pow, blow. Um, once again, I was sheltered, suburban, white boy. Uh, so I was just, I just wanted to point out that I was just, I wasn't saying that my life was rougher than LL Cool J's, I was just saying in all my time, and I've heard a lot of guns. I used to have a federal firearm license, so I've been around guns. I know them. I, you know, I can hear different guns, and sometimes you can tell what they are. And uh, I'll just say this. I've never in my, my time ever heard one say blow. Ever. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this because I do feel... I, I, it just seems... That's when you're just trying, that's just giving up. That's when you're just trying to rhyme things. So you make up words like orange and sploring. Oh, oh, I sploring on her back. Because nope. Wrong button. There we go. That was the right one. Or if you were her in that instance. 
Bobby and I on the longest one night stand with Bobby and Roe. I know that a lot of you do not listen to both shows, so if you don't listen to that show, it's generally different content. I'm doing my best to make it different content, which is why I bring it up now. I have had uh, Madam and friend of the show, Liv LaRue, on twice. She will be on a third time, but not on this show. But that may not be a wham. It may not be a... Because you have the ability to go find that show. It will be on the Longest One Night Stand with Bobby and Roe. So we, so I talked to Liv by myself. I talked to Liv with Catherine. And now I'm talking to Liv uh, with my wife. Now, I know what's going to happen. I already said it on the other show. I'm going to say it here. Bobby, one of the questions she wants to ask is, do couples ever ask to come to her? Um... I would be interested in hearing that that answer, but my my response is she's gonna go. Oh, why are you and Row asking? <clears throat> I know that would be the response, but Bobby's gonna Bobby has come up with some good questions. I have yet to come up with some good questions, but I'm pretty sure I might. I may not, uh, but I, I I do think that'll be interesting. Husband and wife talking about it because I I don't I told Bobby I go I want you to write down your question. I really don't want to know them beforehand. I like being caught off guard. That's the best way when I don't know something. That's the best way to keep me on my toes. So if she wants to keep me on the, my toes for it, then she'll keep those questions to herself. Oh, I guess I need to mention two things. I was going to mention someone from work had listened to the Squirrels and Sasquatch episode. And they had said that they had seen baby squirrels. And my retort was, I don't believe you. I feed squirrels by hand. I feed squirrels every day. I'm the squirrel whisperer. And I've never seen a baby squirrel. Now. In retrospect, I said that hours ago, and it's just now catching up with me, dawning on me, arriving at my frontal lobe, uh, that that does not make me sound sane. That would be like a woman talking about how many kittens she has. Um, Once you get past a certain number, which is like two, squirrels or cats, um, you sound crazy. Now, Dobermans, if you have enough children that will pick up the poop and not complain about it, Dobermans, you can have as many as you want. Um, that's probably more of a, I mean, I just wonder if the Doberman would start whining, like if one of them starts whining, if they all start whining, or whether one of them will go up and bop the other one. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so let's see. We have great guests coming up. I will tell you that having the guests on the show has been a lot of fun. I'm glad that we have so many new friends to the program. Uh, for you listeners, you all can probably reach out to me at therealstonedgenius at gmail.com. You can reach out to me there uh, if you have any suggestions for upcoming guests. Always looking for new guests. Referrals are great. I just like learning. And um, I, I'm going to also mention about work. So I just found out that uh, one of the owners uh, listened to um, the the previous episode with Daniel. And he said it was very good. And I was like thinking, oh, well, it's a good thing he listened to that show. 
I mean, it was two hours long, but I was glad that that was probably the show. I didn't want them to just go, oh, let me just pick a random episode because the chances of they picked a random episode of them picking an episode of me talking about toilet babies was going to be exceptionally high. I mean, I need, this is why I need an assistant because I don't literally want to go back and do this, but it would be interesting to know my topics to see which ones, because I'm pretty sure that it's real estate. Number two, very, very close to, but still behind toilet babies. I just seem like, I, if I had money, I would post ads everywhere I could trying to find a toilet baby because you hear the stories about the, the moms that had a, ba I didn't know it. Hold on. I didn't know I was pregnant and I went to the bathroom and I went and then pop and then ring, ring, hey, get me out of this toilet, bitch. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I didn't need to add bitch on there at the end. I mean, that's... Although, if you've gone nine months not knowing you're pregnant, then you probably may not have been nurturing the baby quite the way you should. Like, you know, prenatal vitamins, uh, not drinking, not smoking, not doing drugs. I don't know. Little things like that. Um... I would say that if you don't know it's pregnant and it looks up at you like between your legs and it says, Hey, get me out of here, bitch. I think you should be okay with the word bitch. And I know that that seems really early on for a child to curse at its parent. However, you just had that child in a toilet. Hold on. Yeah. So so if there's enough baby, if there's enough women that have had babies in toilets, that there was an actual TV show about it. I don't know if it was a series, a single show. I don't even know what channel that would be on. Um, but if there's enough... If that's happening enough that a, a show can be made from it. Uh, I then there has to be babies. I want to talk to a baby. Like, did they grow up sensing the world was a little different for them? Like, you know, I I grew up in the suburbs, and I mean, may, like, I don't know if this is true or not. It just seems highly unlikely. However, my sister has a deathly fear of snakes. Literally, I believe you could kill her, frighten her to death by just making her thanks that, think that there's snakes swarming around. Like literally, if you got on the plane with her and convinced her that snakes were on that plane, she would probably have a heart attack and die. If nothing else, she'll put two fingers on her carotid artery on her throat and be like, oh, I'm verklempt. Um, actually, she she is a maniac about snakes. 
I mean, and it is, it is hilarious to watch, but it is, it is sad. And I, I mean that in the nicest possible sense of the word sad, because Jenny's my sister. Um, uh, but Jiminy Crack Horn, I mean. So when Jenny was a baby in, uh, we were in Florida, uh, she was, I don't even think I was around yet. I came, I'm 18 months younger than Jenny. I, I'm, so I think this may have been during the first 18 months because I was not mentioned. And if she was in a bassinet, then I would think that um, I would have been there in a bassinet as well. Which just seems like a lot of work because we were outdoors like at a park. Now, this is the 1960s and they didn't have a lot of options. I mean, I'm not even sure all houses had air conditioning at that point. So I'm, I'm sure that taking a bassinet to the beach, the park, whatever, uh, wherever. So it doesn't matter whether I'm there or not. We're going to, I don't matter. I'm not a character in the story. So the story goes that my parents found a coral snake in the bassinet with her. Didn't do anything, but it curled up next to her. Um, and there's two. There's a coral snake and a something else. And one is, uh, and actually, my dad taught me. Uh, red on black is a friend of Jack. Red on yellow can kill a fellow. So the the these two types of snakes have the same stripes. Um, except they're they're inverted. So if the black and the yellow, black on yellow, uh, black on uh, red on black is a friend of Jack. Red on yellow. So that's how. So if the red touched the black, then it was uh, it was friendly. It was non venomous. If red touched the yellow, it was venomous. They were they said it was venom. It doesn't matter because it didn't bite her. Uh, so I'm not sure. Like, if I woke up and a snake was on me, and then someone got it off me and it didn't bite me, I'm not sure it would matter whether it was a cobra, a water moccasin, or a boa constrictor. I don't think it would matter. Uh, I would just be glad there was no more snake on me. But she was so young, so this is what she attributes her fear. I mean, she cannot see a snake. If you talk about snakes, I'm surprised that she can see a penis because it looks like a snake, or... Maybe it doesn't in her her case, whatever she's looking at. I don't know. Um, but I remember we were at a zoo once in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, she lived there, and we'd gone, and we had the kids. And we wa- she would not go into the snake house, like the snake aquarium. I don't know what it's called, Sn- something. And wouldn't go in the house. So when we came out, um, she met us on the other side, and we were walking out. Well... Right as we came out of there, we were walking under a tree, and I'm tall enough I could grab a branch. So I grabbed it, and I shook it, and I go, snake! And she took off running. I mean, if there would have been traffic in front of her, she would have died because she didn't care. It did not matter what happened to her as long as it wasn't involving a snake. Got hit by a bus and killed, 
she would be okay with that because at least the snake didn't get her. Um, so she has a very, very, very unhealthy uh, thing about snakes. And she says that it's because as this little tiny infant in a bassinet, they were aware that a snake was there and it just traumatized them forever. I mean, I... I would. I mean, that's one of the time. If I had a time machine, and they're like, I mean, I would look up. So I would go back to some important dates, but that would probably be one because I really would like to go. That I wish they had that TV commercial that they run all the time. Uh, let's see the replay, and they throw a red flag, and they come out. I would like to see a replay of that. I would feel. I wouldn't feel bad. Like if the snake was like coiled up on her face or something, and she's just screaming and the, the, the snake's about to strike and, and someone came in and saved her because then I would be like, Oh, okay. I get it now. But I have a feeling what, whatever I would see, whatever the snake was, whatever that interaction was between the two of them, I would say I would be underwhelmed. And I would say that it probably would not necessitate the, the, uh, visceral reaction that she has even discussing snakes. That being said, I would love to meet a baby born in a toilet because if you're afraid of a snake and a bassinet, can you imagine being born in a toilet? You'd be afraid of smells, water, urine, probably poop also. Although if it was contractions and not poop that you needed to do may there may not be poop um uh and then closed space i mean i'm trying to think of i should do that i should do like a scientific study like get appropriate size babies like true to true i wish i could use real kids but i'm not sure anyone would give me their children to try this out i would like to know what is the largest baby on a standard toilet? So then I would have to find out what a standard toilet is, what the what the volume capacity would be for a toilet, and then I would want to find out um, that, like, so girth, like length and girth is what I would like to find out because I would like to find out how big a baby. And also, like, do toilet toilet babies do they typically come out? My first guess would they'd be smaller than normal because the person didn't know that they were pregnant, but maybe they just were ignoring that they were pregnant. So I would like to know size differences of babies born in toilets versus babies not born in toilets, like or every other baby. I'm sure there's other things, and I'm trying to think of what would be worse. I guess being born in an a, an outhouse or a porta potty, but then do you tell anyone? Like literally, if you're like taking a dump and you go, and then you're like, that seemed large, or than normal. <laughs> um, but then you look down there and hold on, I got something for that. Get me out of this big pile of shit, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, I do like that baby voice. I think that's a much better baby voice than it is chipmunk voice. Uh, <laughs> but would you even try? Because then, 
Think of the embarrassment. Wouldn't it almost be easier to be arrested for abandoning that baby than it would to have a baby you didn't know about, uh, have it in a porta potty, and then not going after it? I mean, you might as well just abandon the baby. And you could probably go out and say, hey, just had a baby there in abandonment and arrest. And that's what they would talk about. They wouldn't even focus on the other stuff because that. I'm not sure you go in after that. Yeah. So, and it would seem to reason, fuck, this is a rabbit hole. It would seem to reason that if people have had babies in toilets, that there has been at least one baby born in a porta potty or an outhouse. Now, an out-of-house would be different. I think you... Oh, fuck. Jeez. I mean... And do you... This will sound bad, but do you want that child to live? I mean, do you ever tell them? If they find out and you kept that from them... Uh, you're, born a, you're born in a toilet. Oh, hold on. You were born in a toilet. You were born in a toilet. Almost. Uh, it's from. I stopped taking the pill. Uh, that's from a movie called He Said, She Said, somewhere in the 80s. Uh, Kevin Bacon, Elizabeth McGovern. Nope, maybe. I don't know. Someone, a girl, and then Kevin Bacon. I know it's Kevin Bacon. Um, so we're with the weirdest place. Like, I wonder if anyone's ever been getting ready to climb Everest. And they're, like, at one of the base camps. Not, like, the basest of base camps, but, like, a level or two up from, like, the basic base camp. Like, and they go outside in the freezing snow to take a dump, and then they have a baby. I mean, because, first of all, you're probably thinking, there's no way that happens. But I'm going to counter with the fact that babies are being born in toilets and most likely outhouses and porta potties. So why couldn't that happen? So now I wonder where the weirdest ba baby's ever been born. And do you think they're trying to do one in space? I don't know why you wouldn't try that. Why that wouldn't be one of the initial things. I am a genius. And I can tell you in space, the very first thing Bobby and I would do would have sex. And I would be like, is there a place we can go to have sex? And be like, no, the International Space Station, it's really just this one big room. And I'd be like, well, you can either turn away or watch. We do not care. Because that is going to be the first thing we do. Um, now, I think that we should find out if babies can be born in space. That would be just so weird. And now in my brain, I'm picturing the baby from V, with his little forked tongue, he looks like a human baby, but nope, he has a forked tongue. Which, I will say, sounds great, but then when I saw Sweetest Pie with Megan the Stallion, she has a forked tongue in it at one point, and I will say, no thank you, ma'am. Uh, and that would be a... Uh, I guess... That'd be a closed mouth kiss. I was thinking of an LFK with the opposite, but that would just be a SFK. So if you've listened to the uh, with Liv, uh, Liv 2, the electric 
Nope, not the electric boogaloo. Uh, our number two with Liv, uh, we had asked about some terms in LFK is long French kiss, which we think is funny here in the Midwest. Lawrence, Kansas, they live to give out, uh, they have bumper stickers that say LFK, which stands for Lawrence fucking Kansas. So it's just funny that LFK is long French kiss. I need to hashtag that sometime and see what happens. I'm writing that down. Hashtag LFK. I'll do that with uh, Liv's uh, program as well. Um, so here's my thing. I would. I don't have money to just like pay someone, but if you know someone that's been born in a toilet, I got questions. I mean, if if I've done six episodes, easily. If I ever talk to someone born in a toilet, I 100% guarantee it'd be the longest episode ever on the show. Like up to that time and probably after that time. I don't, unless I did another one about toilet babies and who they are, where they are now. That'd be so good. I just, and how about if... How about if we find out there's a famous person that was a toilet baby? I don't want to say any names because then someone will just tune in like this is a radio program. They'll just tune in and then they'll be like, oh, did someone say that was a toilet baby? And I don't know why that's how they talk. Uh, let's see. Um, last episode. If you found a gun in the toilet... Would you return it? Or would you... Uh, like, what do you do? Like, you walk... I don't know. If I walked in and I opened a stall and there was a gun sitting there... Fuck. I think I just leave. I, I'm pretty sure whatever business I was going to do in the bathroom could wait. I'll just... No. Going into the next... Because... If I'm touching the gun and the person comes back for it, then that's not going to be good. And if I don't touch and just go into the other stall and ignore it, some other fucking moron could pick it up and then accidentally shoot me. So I, I, I see a gun, I walk the other way. I would say, unless you're in the military, I would say that that's probably a pretty good rule of thumb. If someone points a gun, if you just see a gun, perhaps walk the other way. I'm not anti-gun. I am anti-idiots with guns. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, talked about that. Uh, do, do, do. Um, okay. Well, I could have had a long show. I was going to have a long show. Um, but then I went. I, I didn't even know I was going to talk about toilet babies. And now toilet babies have consumed me. I don't even know how I would find out. Ugh, I don't want to do investigative journalism. I mean, because I feel like I could go to a story and find at least one story where the person was so stupid they didn't even have them omit their names. So, uh, blah, 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 and from free, fra, fra, fra. Uh, I don't want to use anyone's names or anyone's towns because inevitably I'll use a real person from a real town which I don't want to do. Uh, but I figure that some story will have the person's name. And then 
If you're stupid enough to have a baby in a toilet, I believe that you're probably not, probably not going to cover your tracks exceptionally well. I believe that you may be a person that can be found. Well, maybe not easily, probably more easily than the average Joe. And the average Joe, which I put down all the time, because I often think average is dumb. I was going to say stupid, but I think dumb sounds better. I'll let you decide. Um, anywho, anyhow, anyway, I had to remember that. I was trying to tell someone today, because I just used a filler word, that I don't like filler words. And then I couldn't remember what I used any who, anyhow, anyway, which is what I use when I get stumble upon a filler word, unless it was just now. Up uh, oh, there's another filler word. See, now that you mention filler words and it gets in your head, then you start saying, uh, a lot. I will try not to do that. I will try to say anywho, anyhow, anyway. That being said, that's probably another filler word. I, I think I can track someone down who's had a, a toilet baby, and then I just want to... S- that's what I would love. Oh, I don't even know. Like, I feel like we should almost. I wonder if I could find someone that would be mean enough to tell their child that they were born in a toilet so I can see the reaction, even though they weren't. I would just love to see that child's reaction. But I would need a person that wouldn't be laughing when they said it they'd have to be like in tears that it was very emotional that they they told them that because at least for a split second that person's not going to know that it's not real and let me back up a little i would let it go a lot longer than a split second i'm not going to let someone tell someone else they were born in a toilet because that's that's an immediate gut punch so I'm not going to let someone tell that and then reverse it immediately. Say, no, we're just kidding. So they they take it. If you're going to get gut punched like that, then you might as well stumble around and enjoy it for a minute. Because I would just like to see the reaction. And then we can tell them. But how about if they didn't believe us after that? They're like, why would someone do that? They obviously wouldn't know me then because I would do that. In fact, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm trying to think about the people that I know if any that could do that. Now, I do know some that would love to tell their children that they were born in a toilet just to spite their kids. Oh, you think you're all that? Well, you were born in a toilet. I wonder if that would impact someone. I, oh my gosh. If my biological mom reached out to me tomorrow and Linda called me and said, hey, it's weird that you're talking so much about this, but you were born in a toilet. I will, So first of all, gut punch. It would take me a second, but then I would be, that is awesome. And I do think it would explain a lot. I do think that Bobby would understand why I enjoy her butt so much. Dang it. Because my first view was of a up into someone's butthole, even though it was my mom's butthole. I didn't know that at the time. Um, but it would probably explain a lot. Like, 
Like, if anyone says you're weird, I that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start telling people, well, I was born in a toilet. And, and then if they go, what does that mean? I'll explain to them. I'll go, I'm not happy about it, but I, it wasn't my choice. I can't help it that my mom was stupid and 12. I mean, if I'm going to say I was born in a toilet, I pretty much can say any else, any other thing in this story, because I still feel like the toilet baby part's going to be the worst. I mean, I have a feeling like if I said that I was born on the International Space Station or on the space shuttle or I'm trying to think at my age, it would have to be it wasn't we hadn't even landed on the moon yet. So I guess I was in a satellite. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying if someone, so let's say that you told someone they were born on the space station, but in a toilet, they're going to come away from that story talking about being born in a toilet, not being born in a toilet on the space station, not being on the space station, not like, how did this whole thing work out? I mean, did I float? I mean, I don't even know how toy. Now I'm thinking about toilets on the space station. Motherfucker. Um, okay, focus, focus, focus. So, like, that, no matter where I'm born, if it is a toilet, it will take precedent. At this point, and I will update a future episode if need be, but at this point, I cannot think of anything that would trump that, that would switch the script. Like, if you said, I was born in a a toilet, I was born in an outhouse at the Olympic Games. Really? You were born at the Olympic Games? See, no one's saying that. You were born in a toilet. So, I was born in a toilet... In a medieval castle in France. No one's going to care about the medieval castle in France. You were born in a fucking toilet. Now, I do have questions about what toilets looked like in a medieval castle in France. But, I mean, I don't even know if they had toilets then. I would, I don't know, man. I did not, this is not... When I started this program tonight, I was going to, I was, I wanted to do two things. I want to say, hey, thank you to Matt for listening to the show and not firing me. It is much appreciated. Um, don't listen. So the, the show with Daniel, great choice. Matt, if you're listening to this one, great choice. This one, probably not a close second, no matter how many you listen to. So what I'm going to say is, um, why don't you in the future ask me whether, hey, was that a good show? Do you think I'd like it? Maybe that would be best. Because um, see, now, how about if Matt was born in a toilet? Or Lewis, the other owner. Oh, my gosh. And they have five kids. So what are, I mean, I feel like because of the number of times I've seen it on television, that the percentage is high. Like, not like... of babies born in toilets. It seems like, especially in the South here in the United States, that that percentage is probably like the Mendoza line in in baseball, about 20%. That's batting 200, but that's 20%. So I would say one in five. So now, Lewis and Anna, they have five kids. Do I ask? Do they tell me? 
If they tell me and they confirm, I mean, I don't know, 20% may sound high and I could be high on that. But if you've ever traveled to the Southern United States, you may think that that is a great over under 20%. Like if you're setting a betting line, over under of 20% of babies being born in toilets in the South in the United States, it's gonna, that's break even. You'll get just as many bets as the over as the under. Um, so I hope not. I don't think. I haven't met all their kids, so I don't think any of them were born in toilets. And that's another thing. How many people have I met that have been born in toilets? I still want to freak someone out. And how bad would that be? Would that cause PTSD to someone? There... Like, if I, the people that I've met in my life, I could probably come up with 10, maybe 12, 13 names of people that if, like, if someone came to me and said, yes, you have definitely met people that were born in toilets, these 10 to 13 would definitely make the list, like, of potential candidates. I just have this feeling, and I don't know, I could be wrong. Before I met my biological mom, I always wondered, would I be able to sense that? And I will just say, I, I don't. And I'm probably missing a lot of feelings that normal people have, so a normal person may feel that. I don't. Like, when I, I'm near her, it, it's not the same feeling as I have with my mom. My mom raised me, and Linda had me, so it's it's different. But I do think if you're born in a toilet there is a certain vibe, if not odor, that you may be giving off. So, wow. I spent a lot of time about toilet babies. I'm going to actually have to count this, I believe, because I don't listen to my own program. I probably will at some point, and maybe I should on this one. I feel like I've sp spoke, discussed for more than half the show, babies being born in toilets, which... I don't make the rules, but I think it's a rule. That means that this is going to be designated a toilet baby episode. Wow. Clap, clapping and applause. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, the, I forgot about the creepiness at the end of that applause. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I am sorry. I, I really keep hoping that eventually I won't have the desire, need, what have you, to keep talking about toilet babies. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a crisis. I don't know why more people don't talk about it. I mean, I feel like I could. In fact, I know I could have a podcast about only toilet babies. And I have a feeling if I could find just one person to come on the the show and talk about their, however brief it was, but their time in a toilet. The mom has to be there too. What did you do? I mean, you're attached to the baby. So did you like try to run out? Like, ah, and then, hold on. Ah! And then you run out? Ah. I mean, 
I don't remember the other Toilet Baby episodes impacting me as much as this Toilet Baby episode is impacting me. And I don't know why. I'm, I'm just hoping at this point that it is not because I myself as a Toilet Baby, although that still could. I mean, I'm pretty full of myself, and I'm well aware of that. But I don't even think, like, if I knew that, I would lean into it. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I was born in a toilet. And look at me now, motherfuckers. I don't know if that's a... And I would I would make sure... They should have a badge. And I'm going to say now that I believe that the badge should be brown in color. Um, not a badge, a ribbon for toilet babies. Oh, what's your ribbon for? A brown ribbon? I oh, toilet babies, right. I'm sure that brown's already taken. All the colors, I'm sure, are taken. But it should be like a brown or like a lapel pin that just shaped like a toilet bowl. Toilet baby? Yeah, me too. I mean, like I said, upwards of one in five. Now, these are not confirmed numbers. This is just me making a guess on two things. Um, the amount of TV shows that I've seen that incorporate toilet babies, and then the people I've met from the South in the United States, those two things, I've tried to make an educated guess in holding that line about 20% of babies born in the South in the United States are indeed born into toilets. Now, if that's the case, I hope you don't have uh, insurance that's going to make you pay for that. Like, that's a special something or other. Like, what do you do when you look in the toilet and there's eyes looking, your poop is looking back at you? And then it talks to you. Like, how about if you still don't know? Like, it's in and then you hear in there. Like, so here's my thing. If you are so unaware that you were pregnant, why would you be aware that that baby is yours? You would probably think, who the fuck just had a toilet baby? I almost took a shit on it. Oh, man, I am sorry. I I, I need to apologize, not to Tim, because I know Tim's like, I. Tim, he may not admit it, but I believe that he loves a good toilet baby story. Um... I wouldn't say that Tim is uh, that really into toilets or babies, but if you combine them, I believe that Tim likes his stories about toilet babies. Um, yeah. So now, so now, toilet babies. I, I'm going to try that. I'm going to tell someone that I was born in the toilet on the International Space Station. First of all. Most people are so stupid, they won't even be able to recognize the fact that I am way too old to have been born on the International Space Station. Secondly, I don't think they're going to quite... I, I would just like to see what question comes up first. The, you seem a little old for that to have happened. Uh, really, you were on the space station. Your mom was on the space station. And B, you seem very tall to have been born in a toilet. And I don't even know of you, like how, I was going to say, how do you get the baby out of the toilet? But I guess you just pull the umbilical cord. It's 
like, I mean, it's like a chain you right up. So, okay. So for those of you that did not tune out um, 45 minutes ago when we started talking about uh, Toilet Babies, I applaud you. I'm not going to let it go to the end because those... The, the the people, the audience that were applauding there, we all know how creepy it gets at the end. And because of our subject matter for most of this show, I'm just going to say uh, I there is no need for me to let it go any more than this. That's, that's really all the applause that was needed. Uh, we got guests coming up. I don't know if I'll have another guest on the next show. It'll be another solo show. I can. I will not 100% guarantee it, but I will I will make a strong effort not to do another toilet baby show as the next episode. I can I will not guarantee that, but I will do my best that the next show that I do has nothing to do with toilet babies. Um Actually, I say that, and it may it may not end up being as good as the show. Who knows? Uh, so, I told you that we have an upcoming guest. Uh, Harry Bodley Scott will be on. Uh, this is his song, Instagram. I'm going to let this play us out. Uh, remember, my name is Ro. I'm the Stone Genius. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Enjoy Harry Bodley Scott. I've seen you on Instagram Enjoying your night I know that looks so Look in your eye But you're smiling As if everything's okay in your life And I really do hope That you're doing alright But I miss you now Though I got no right Cause you were never really mine You changed your mind A million times a day I used to send me every which way But then I see you found Somebody better than me Well I guess I'm not hard to be Honestly, I can't bear you complete without me Cause I'm lonely when I'm surrounded I gotta sleep with your arms around me Wake up, still dream about it We're both too young for fading But I'm fading over you And oh my God, it's always you There's nothing I can do I'm a ghost now, haunting my own bedroom I got to get out, but I can't let go of you And I will never really understand why I'm sorry crying over your Instagram Because love's the most toxic, chemical, level And I'm tired of talking, tired of filling up syllables Cause I'm not feeling that lyrical Wait on the sunset, come deliver me a miracle Drag me from the bottom of the pit to the pinnacle But I'm not a miracle guy And I've got an empirical mind And what I'm seeing is a man with something missing from his heart Spends off his days crying in his bedroom in the dark Pretty sure it's something that's been missing from the start Before he ever met you, don't know who you are And I'm in love with you, yes But you're just a fucking idea now I know that's the truth, and yeah I'm still sitting here somehow You're the goddess of my loneliness My idol of pain I'm still warm to the fire, but no I'm so scared of the roaring flames I can't escape I won't waste any more of my days